Hello, welcome. My name is Joe. This is the Joe Martino Show. Today I want to talk to you about more freedom. Last week I talked to you about the idea that if you had generous assumptions versus cynical assumptions, you would find more freedom in your life. We've talked about different ways that we can have freedom. One of the things that I am convinced of is life is hard because it's supposed to be hard uh, because that's how we grow. That's how we learn. That's how we move forward. And yet, Life can often be harder than it needs to be or than it was designed to be because we don't do things that create freedom for us. We don't move to live in freedom. And so I want to talk about that today to you, and then I want to answer a question. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. All right, today I want to talk to you about the idea of power games. We all know what they are. Uh, anyone who has kids, it's one of the things you hear about you know, quickly in parenting. In fact, we offer parenting classes, and one of the things we talk about regularly is don't get involved in power games. Don't play power games with people. Uh, don't get don't get caught playing something that moves you away from whatever the typical topic is. One of the things that we do, uh, and I mean literally everybody. So you do this, I do this. We're certainly tempted to do this. Um, you know, your spouse, my spouse. We can all be tempted to to jump topics, to go from one topic to another, to another, to another. So one of the things that we talk about in our marriage conference, which by the way, we have one coming up March 2nd uh, at the Crown Plaza in Grand Rapids from 9 to 5. You can register at joemartino.com forward slash relationships. One of the things we talk about there a lot is one of our rules of communication is staying on topic on today's news. Now, that's a little bit different than being caught in a power game or not getting caught in a power game. And at the same time, the two tend to feed each other. Right? And so one of the things that happens, you think about it with parents, one of the things I talk to parents about is you don't have to get into a back and forth with your kid. If they ask you to explain, explain it once. If they have a, like an honest question, explain it twice. But most parents know, most parents can figure out the difference between, okay, my son, my daughter has a legitimate question and my son, my daughter is just trying to play in a power game. And often because we let our emotions run us in the moment, we'll still get caught in that power game. So we'll just jump right into this. There is freedom in you not getting caught in someone's power game. You will be free when you realize you almost always 100% control whether or not you get involved in someone else's power game. Whether it's your child, your boss, your partner, your spouse, the person who works in the cubicle next to you. If you're not fighting them for power, you're free. One of the things that we fail to accept is that other people don't control us. Now, I do think that there are two types of power games that we have to consider. One would probably be more commonly recognized as mind games. These are people who play mind games with you, uh, and they do this through a variety of ways. Sometimes they do it when they're dating, like the, if they're dating someone, uh, they'll play mind games with that person their marriage, they'll play mind games in there. Certainly, I've seen parents play mind games with kids. Kids play mind games with their parents. Coaches. Coaches are notorious for destructive mind games. I just had a conversation recently with a, uh, with a parent about a coach that I've observed. So it wasn't just the parent making these complaints that I've observed 
do things that are, the coach was doing things that they're just destructive mind games all in the name of building the person's character and helping them win, uh, which is hogwash. I'd like to think that having been a coach, I'd like to think that sometimes coaches do that unintentionally. I know that there are times that I did it looking back now. I'm like, Oh crap. I wish I hadn't done that. Uh, see, see my episode on dealing with regret. Uh, but as you engage this idea, there are two types. There's the power game, and this is the person who just wants to power through you. And then there's the mind game person. In both cases, they're trying to manipulate you. And a lot of people allow themselves to be manipulated, I think in part because they believe that they don't have a choice, that they are stuck being manipulated. Well, you know, I wouldn't do this, but the other person did that. Or uh, I only did this because... or in the moment, their emotions take over, they get angry, and they want to win an argument that can't be won. It can't be won because for whatever reason, the other person is in an illogical state. And one of the things that we have to accept, if we're going to be healthy people, we have to accept that we're going to have to make judgment calls on whether or not another person is in a logical state or not. Because if they're in an illogical state and we continue to engage them, we're setting ourselves up for failure. So we've got to judge that and only proceed when they're in a logical state, which begs the question, well, then what do we do when they're in an illogical state? I'm glad you asked. The first thing you do is once you realize that you just disengage. One of the things that will give you the most freedom is only get involved in arguments where a solution is possible. Now, this can be very controversial and I understand that it can at first seem a little bit backwards to what we hear a lot. I don't mean for it to be controversial. What I mean is, is when you realize that the person you're talking to is in an illogical state, you just disengage until they are in a logical state. So it's not the same as pushing the argument under the rug. This is, this is what makes a power game different than a mind game. Often when we get involved with, in, in, in power games with people or people try to get us involved in a power game with them, what happens is they are trying to win an argument because they've stopped thinking rationally because if they were thinking rationally, they wouldn't be doing things that hurt us. And if we're thinking rationally, we wouldn't be engaging in things that hurt them. I had a prof in graduate school who once said that all couples only fight over three things, love, money, and power. And power is the idea of who's right, how, whose way are we gonna do it by, and how does it move? Often we'll see things that infuriate us in the moment, but if we can wait 20 minutes, an hour, an hour and a half, it's not that big a deal. It, 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 the, the, infuri, the, the fury, uh, what's the word? The anger goes away because what happens is we move from an irrational mind, right? Or an illogical mind to a rational or logical mind. If you want to see this play out outside of your home, just go watch a political conversation. People are just shouting each other down. And that's one of the first signs that we have that we've moved from a true problem-solving, uh, goal-oriented conversation that may be heated, may be emotional, in other words, a fight or an argument, to an irrational, illogical power game. We start trying to shout the other person down. We start trying to yell at the other person. We talk over them. We cut them off. You will see this all the time. Somebody will get three words out and before they're done, the other person's telling them why they're wrong and they didn't even get the whole sentence out because they're caught in a power game. So one of the first ways that we can identify a power game is 
Is there listening going on? If there isn't, there's a good chance that we're at the very least at the beginning stages of a power game. Is there name-calling happening? Or, or the equivalent of name-calling, right? Is there, is there uh, what, what transactional analysis therapists would call, transactional analysis therapists would call, violence and incapacitation through words? Is that going on? Is that pushing the person, is a person using their words to try to push the other person out of the conversation? That's a power game. You will submit to me through me shouting you down. Sarcasm, is sarcasm happening? Passive aggressiveness, those types of things, are they going on? Because if they are, you're probably caught in a power game. And here's the thing, if you are, Here's how you get out of it. The best thing you can do is just get out of it, like avoid it. But if you can't avoid it, and I just don't know anybody's going to live the rest of their life and avoid getting caught in a power struggle somewhere with somebody. If you can't avoid it, once you realize you're in it, the best thing to do is to just say something along these lines. These are my words. You can turn it into your own words. But here's the thing. I understand right now that we disagree, but this conversation isn't productive because I feel like we're fighting more about being right and having power than trying to solve the problem. So I'm done talking right now. When we can enter a place where we're both talking together to, to solve the problem, I want to re-engage this. And here's the rub. You have to be, you have to be the responsible one to go back in and re-engage. You have to. Well, that isn't fair. I don't care. Fair is a place where you pay, pay people to pet pigs. So unless you're living in a fair, who cares? You have to be the one, if you shut it down, you have to be the one to go back and re-engage and try to do that within 24 hours. So the conversation becomes, I'm sorry that we're not able to solve this, but I can't continue to have the conversation until some things change. You're setting up boundaries. Now, you can also just go straight to shutdown, which is like, especially if the person's calling you names, they're cussing at you, anything like that. Here's the thing, you can't talk to me like that. I'm done. When, when you can talk to me in a way that isn't attacking, I'm happy to talk to you. Now, of course, the other person's going to get mad when you say that. They're probably going to elevate. But remember the circle and the square. You don't control their response. You just have to decide what is the right thing to do. And you have to avoid people's power games. And usually how you avoid that is you just don't engage. Think about this. I, I watch this with children. All the time. I was talking to one of my kids one time and they had to do a chore and they were like, I don't think I'm going to. I'm like, that's fine. If you don't, there's consequences. Life has consequences. If you do the chores, there's good consequences. If you don't do the chores, there's bad consequences. And they wanted to have this long talk. I was like, no, I'm not having this conversation. I'm sipping my tea and I'm reading a book. And I just refuse to talk. Well, Joe, isn't that rude? Yeah, probably a little bit. But we lose sight of the fact that I control me, even with my kids. And they control them, so they can choose to disobey. They can choose not to have, not to do the thing that I told them to do and to get bad consequences. That's their choice. But even there, parents get caught up in power games because we just talked about power games. How do we know we're in power games when someone's talking to us? Well, is there listening going on? Are they calling names? Are they using sarcasm? Are they shouting us down? When you flip that, how do you know if you're engaging in power games, you can look for all of those. But what about with your kids? One of the things I see with kids is parents get involved in power games 
where they say, okay, do this. The kid doesn't. So the kid gets the consequences that were threatened and the kid still doesn't want to do it. So the parent goes more intense. They engage more consequences because it's about showing them who's boss. I know that's not popular, but I'm telling you, it's true. I watch it. Most public discipline that I watch is people trying to prove their power over their children, which is silly. In fact, I would argue if you really want to prove your power, embrace the fact that you have very little when it, once you leave the sphere of your own body. So people get caught up in power games, right? If you don't, like, for instance, if you don't do the dishes, you can't watch TV. Okay. So the kid goes and gets on their phone. Oh, well, you can't watch TV or be on your phone. Okay. You can't watch TV, be on your phone, or talk to your friend. I'm not kidding you. I was standing. I've told this story probably a thousand times. I was standing in Meyer one time uh, back when I used to still rent movies. I, I'm shocked that in 2019 people still actually rent physical movies. But that's a different, a different day, I guess, suppose. Uh, when I... I'm standing there at the, the red box and this woman in front of me is telling her son, no, 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 no. And he's inviting her to a power game because she's saying no and there's zero consequences when he, when he does yes. So she turns around and she says, if you don't knock it off, I'm going to cancel Christmas. Welcome to a power game. You're not really going to cancel Christmas. That's silly. No one believes you. You don't even believe you. But you did it because you were trying to establish power in the moment. And so if you want to have a calmer parenting experience, make your discipline about discipline, not punishment. Because that's one of the ways you know as a parent you're caught up in a power game. You're trying to punish them as opposed to disciplining them, as opposed to shaping them, right? Discipline helps us shape our children. Punishment helps us feel good. It's silly, but that's what we do. That's how you know you're in a power game with your kids. So I'll tell my kids, hey, look, if you don't do this, then this is the consequence. And look, I'm, I'm telling you, I've been tempted in the past. When I realized the consequence that I picked didn't move them, then I've got to up it. No. In fact, one of the things that we talk about a, lot of, about a lot in our parenting classes, which, by the way, if you're interested in them, we're about to launch them. They're going to be Saturday mornings from 9 to 11, once a month for two hours. It's going to be two topics every month, one hour for each one. My wife will teach one. I'll teach one. Uh, right at our Lowell office, which is located right across from Goodwill between the Red Arrow Animal Hospital and La Tidas. And we're gonna we're just gonna knock those two hours out and move forward. I think it's gonna be fifteen dollars a person uh, who comes. So if you're a single parent, you're welcome. If you are uh, divorced and and you want to come with your 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 new spouse and your former spouse and the four of you sit there and formulate plans, we'd love that as well. We just want to be a resource to you. One of the things that we're going to talk about is less severe, more repeatable. One of the ways that I allow, that I have structured my life, if you remember when we talked about change way back in one of the beginning episodes of this podcast series, we talked about you have to know where you're going. That's your desired outcome. You have to think about the necessary behaviors, right? Those are the things that you have to do. But then you have to have system changes or what I call functional change things that that enable you to be more likely to do the necessary behaviors. One of those things is I've made a mantra of my life as a parent, less severe, more repeatable. Less severe, more repeatable. So my daughter might only get a, a less severe consequence that doesn't move her, but repetition wins. And by enforcing the mantra of less severe, more repeatable, I keep myself out of a power game with her. Because it's not about winning in the moment. It's about winning when she's an adult, shaping who she's becoming. 
Power games are hurtful both to the person that is doing it, and they're also hurtful like to the person. So if, if I get caught in a power game with my daughter, that's hurtful to her. It's hurtful to me too. And so I need to be responsible for my own boundaries to avoid being in a power game with someone else. So I look for those things. Is name calling happening? Are they shouting me down? Are they using sarcasm? Are they not listening? Are they being mean? But I need to look for those things in me too. Because we're all tempted to utilize some sort of power games. Sometimes the power game, and you'll see this a lot amongst middle school, uh, middle schoolers and high schoolers, but even in adults, you'll see the power game will be somebody who's like, they'll, they'll say something very vague, right? In Facebook land, I think they call that vague booking. And they'll say something that is designed to create a response in you. Uh, there was a girl that I went to high school with, obviously long before... Uh, Facebook or social media, who was a beautiful girl and was very popular, uh, very good athletically. And she would tell people all the time, I remember we'd be on a, on a road trip for a, a game, an away game, and somehow she would bring up how she was ugly. And immediately four or five or six people, oh no, you're not, you're beautiful, you're this. That's a power game. It's straight up power. Let me say this so that I can get you to dance, right? And so there's that passive aggressive withdrawing where people who are like, I'm just not talking to you. Well, why not? You know what? I just can't do this right now. Now, here's the thing. If they can give you a reason why they can't do it, like you're attacking me, uh, I'm too angry, so I need a half hour to calm down or an hour to calm down, or I have to go to work, or I need to go to sleep because I got to be up tomorrow morning at 4 a.m. to go to work, or something like that. I mean, that's not a power game. That's that's actually using your brain and, and setting yourself up for success. But the I just can't do this anymore, or... You know, I they say things to create a response. They, they we, we used to call it, in high school, we used to call it fishing for, for compliments. Those are power games. Those are power games that are dangerous and they're destructive. And, and they're going to create relationships that aren't healthy because you will never create a healthy relationship through manipulation. It just doesn't happen. And so I see this all the time. Wives, if you tell your husband you'll give him sex if he does something around the house, you're caught in a power game. Husbands, if you expect sex because you folded the laundry, uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, there's an example of this in my book. Love for you to read it. The Emotionally Secure Couple, available wherever quality books are sold. Husbands, if you expect sex because you're, from your wife because you uh, folded the laundry, you're involved in a power game and you're manipulating. At their core, power games are manipulation. So the best thing you can do is just step out of them. Just refuse to engage. So if you're getting shouted down, just say, you know what? Until we can actually talk to each other, I don't want to do this. And I guarantee you, they're going to try to cause you to re-engage the conversation. Just refuse. Exercise your power. Exercise your control. Here's how this plays out at, at home, right? So with the people you live with, you can just disengage. At work, it gets a little bit more complicated, especially if it's your boss. You, you pretty much are going to have to decide, does my boss have the authority to tell me whatever it is he or she is saying to do? And are they trying to get in a power game? Okay, then just, just a fire dies if you don't feed it. So don't feed it. Just say okay and go do it. If you're the boss... And, and you are talking to someone and you feel like the employee is trying to engage you in a power play, don't, you don't have to go down that path. You can just say, okay, well, but what we're here to talk about today is this and this is what you need to do. It really is that simple. But like most simple things, it's very hard. And so, okay, that's fine. We, we can 
We can talk about that another time, but today we're going to just talk about this and we're going to go down this path. In other words, you don't have to follow the offshoot conversations. It's going to require self-discipline on your part. There's two steps. One, you have to bring out to your awareness to be on the alert, to be on the lookout for power games. Is yelling happening? Is shouting down happening? Is sarcasm happening? Is name-calling happening? Are we just spinning in circles? Are we not staying on topic? These might all be signs that you're in a power game. Am I just going back and forth? If it's you as a parent with your children, am I just going back and forth? Instead of just saying, no, Carter, you have to clean your room. You need to clean your room. Hunter, go clean your room. And Carter and Hunter, they decide that they're going to push back and and fight and argue with you. You don't have to argue with your kids. One of the things that we have to own is the fact that every argument you've ever been in, you willingly joined. Everyone, whether it was with your kids or your spouse or your boss or your employer or your parents, whoever it was, you willingly engage that argument. And you don't have to. Now, you can engage disagreements and there's probably some value in distinguishing those in your own mind. What's the difference between a disagreement and an argument? Terms matter. But if you want to have a healthier, more free life, avoid power games. Avoid getting caught in them. When you're in them, get out as soon as you can. Even if it means you kill the conversation mid-fight, you just say, look, until we can talk in an appropriate way to each other, I'm done talking. Let's pick this back up in an hour, three hours, 24 hours. All right. Good luck. I hope that you practice this. Write in. Tell me how it goes. I did tell you that I wanted to answer a question today. I'm actually going to put that off until next week. I will try to answer that question next week. Some of these episodes have been running long. I really want to get them back down to a shorter amount of time for you and to be under the 25-minute mark. And I don't think I can answer the question asked of me uh, and, and still be under that, that time frame for you. If you like this, please give us a like in the Apple Store or Google Play Store or whatever it is you're listening to, to us through. Go and give us, give us a like for that. Uh, If you found value in this, if you could share it with your friends, I really appreciate that. Share it on your social media. Uh, I really want to get, I I hope that this information is something that will start to change the world. And we need, I need you. I need to partner with you to get this information out. So if you're willing to do that, I would appreciate it so much. Thanks a lot. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's show, please share with a friend. Give us a rating on the iTunes store. And if you have a question for a future show, feel free to send us an email at info at You can also go to joemartino.com and click on the Contact Me page. Until next time, remember, change possible.